Welcome to episode 7, season 2 of the Fantasy Football Hangover podcast. We ask the crucial questions. Are the seagulls still following the trawler? Are you an ostrich? Would you like a lovely Honest Brew special offer for your beers? And we have the longest toddler captain tip in the history of time. Let us go. Fancy Football Hangover, Episode 7, Season 2. Hello, Will. How are you? Good, thanks, Rob. And we've also got Rich here. Hello, Rich. Hey, Will. Hey, Rob. Three you guys... together for the first time in consecutive weeks, perhaps, this season. Yeah, I thought I you were going to say for the first time. I was like, where were first you last week? Ever. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. yeah. short. So, a little mention that we're recording this slightly earlier than we normally do. So, mm-hmm. should any of our references be slightly wrong, it's not because we're morons. That's part of the reason, but it's... Perhaps due to it's date. Not, not exclusive this time. Yeah, yeah. It's not, so, um, yeah, we are going to look ahead to game week seven. We've got some tips in our six in 60. We'll catch up with the toddlers. We're going to have a best of, worst of looking at football managers' press conferences, which is highly entertaining. And all the usual bits of correspondence and such like. So shall we do our six in 60? Let's yeah. do it. Okay, so first up, I've got the Aston Villa schemer, John McGinn. He's uh, still under 6 million and he's their main creative outlet. They've got great fixtures, Burnley, Norwich, Brighton. And second up is Callum Wilson. We all know he's fixture proof. So uh, just get him in your team. Rob, over to you. So Man United, Daniel James, 6.2 million, 14.6% owned. They've got Arsenal, Newcastle and Liverpool next and he's known to score in pretty good games so far. And then West Ham's Manuel Lanzini, who Will mentioned last week, 6.6 million, 3.3% owned. They've got Bournemouth, Palace and Everton next. Will? Right, I've gone for Timmy's brother, Tammy. He looks the real deal and against Brighton, he should be set to get a heap of chances. So well worth getting him in if you haven't already. And lastly, I'm going for Son. Since his return from suspension, he's looked on top form and is helping propel Spurs into fifth gear. Home tie against Southampton should be a good match for him. Oh. Just there you go. Excellent tips. Lovely. Excellent tips in 60 seconds for one and all. So we have quite a lot of midfielders there, don't we? Yeah. Fair plenty. Son is always a bit of a staple in FPL for me. And I'm kind of tempted to get him in, but I don't know who I'll swap him out for at the moment. Might be a Sterling thing if Sterling, you know, has been a little bit inconsistent at the start of the season. So, yeah, it's, it's tough. you got Sterling in, though, to, to let him go. You know he's going to explode yeah. in some weeks. It's going to be hat-tricks coming. Yeah. It's tough. It. I, I felt like the first couple of weeks of the season, I was distraught I didn't have him in. I couldn't find a way to get him in without sacrificing Salah. And that got a bit better, but I'm still, every week, very aware that he's not in my team. How many premium players would you go for as a rule if there is a rule I think three is probably the what I would push yeah, for three. Mm. Yeah, and, uh, three or four I think. attacker or more attacker well now I'm only. I'm moving away from the defensive oh, yeah. premiums and uh, so yeah kind of all midfield premiums is my my new rule thanks to our FPL lad tip last week as well yeah I tend to go, go two premiums in midfield one premium striker and then one 
premium defender. Oh, I um, see. Four premiums. Yeah, four. Premium goalie? No. Always, no. always rotate budgets. Yeah, I'm four, actually, at the moment. Are you? Could change. Yeah, I'm Kane, Salah, Sterling and Van Dijk. Cheap goalkeeper always. Yeah, same. I can't can't abide spending money on goalkeepers. Well, yeah, since I had Edison, I, that was that's probably the first time I've ever gone premium, and it's worked out terribly because I started off the season with Kepper, not Kepper, sorry, with uh, Lapiansky. Uh, no, uh, Lip, uh, Allison. Yeah, and obviously he got oh, injured first Ooh, game, yeah. so then I had to make my first transfer of the season with Spring Edison, and then and then zero clean sheets <laughs> followed. So yeah. disaster. Yeah, no I mean idea. it's just a waste of a million. Sometimes 1.5 mil. Fabianski is my goalkeeper for the past three seasons on the spin. I should just, have started with just Fabianski. Right. And then just uh, bring in whoever Burnley or Brighton are playing. Yeah. I do get slightly obsessed with making money at the beginning of the season as well. <laughs> do you have that? Well, you want to see the price rise. Yeah. Yeah. I, I often make a transfer really early, take a bit of a gamble because I want to add 0.2 million to my funds. Yeah. yeah but, when I played my wild card, I was at, so I'd raised quite a bit of cash. So yeah. it was quite helpful actually. Yeah, it was good. It's tempting, isn't it? Always. It, only, it flies at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So this week we are looking at press conferences. I'd say this choice was inspired by a couple of weeks ago in the international break, Kosovo's manager. I don't know if you saw him um, responding pre and post match to uh, Kosovo playing England. I thought he was fantastic and highly entertaining. And uh, I will sort of touch on that in a bit more detail later. But um, do you want to start with your best or your worst, gents? Well, I'll tell you what, I've just done a mega mix. Right. I, I pre-prepared a, a song <laughs> featuring my best and worst. Is this your initiation song? You yes. Stand up on a chair. Yeah. On your chair, Will. Stare at your phone I'm not going to sing it. It's something I pre, pre-made, so uh, I'll, I'll play it out and let you, you can see what you think. When the seagull follows the trolley, because they think sardines will be thrown into the sea. When the seagull, seagull, when the seagull, seagull, love it, love it, love it. But I'll tell you, you can tell him now if you're watching it, we're still fighting for this title and he's got to go to Middlesbrough and get something. And, and I'll tell you, honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it, love it. Love man, oh man, no, 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 don't go there. Love it. Love My it. wife's got a lot more about her than each, you know what I'm saying? But on a managerial front, <laughs> he takes a lot of beating. <laughs> when the seagulls... Man, oh man, no, 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 don't go there. Maybe the one criticism of the French League is it's, it's a little bit uh, boring, boring, boring. Unbelievable, the fact that you do not understand where I'm coming from. If you don't know the answer to that question, then I think you're, you, you, are, you are an Austria. You are an Austria. You are an Austria. You are an Austria. 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 That's one of the most stupid questions I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Love it. You are an Austria. 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 My um, press conference mega mix. Oh, I love that. It's available on all streaming services now. <laughs> Hashtag get to number one. <laughs> yeah, you come too early, mate. 
Six more weeks, that's Christmas. <laughs> so yeah, featuring so, featuring uh, Eric Cantona, uh, Kevin Keegan, Tony Poulis, um, Joey Barton, Nigel Pearson, and Alex Ferguson. In there. Who's the one about the French things being boring? Joey that's, Barton that's is true. him doing a French accent. Yeah, It was uh, very inspired by Steve McLaren, really, when McLaren did his Dutch sure, accent. Uh, right. Um, but yeah, Joey Barton, um, when he, was he at Marseille? It's Marseille. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he comes in, he's like, the French league, it is a, a bit boring. It's, uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, so it was him taking the mickey, it was him. No, no, he was, it was him doing a Steve was, McLaren of trying yeah. to fit yeah. in. Just tailoring his accent to the audience. Brilliant. So I'm sure there'll be a few that will come up, but I, I mean, obviously the, the most famous original press conferences Eric Cantona there I but guess the original and best I think um, yeah that that was one I had earmarked as best because it just it's just so good there's so few real characters left in the game and um, although you know he's obviously a cod philosopher and it's just nice to see someone who's got that different point of view or mm. you say something that's unexpected in these yeah. like, slightly trite and prosaic environments it's brilliant. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's very prophetic as well, really, once you take the humour away from it. I think it was when he just, um, he was facing a two-week jail term, I think, and he had appealed and uh, it had been reduced to community service. Right. And that was the press conference, like the triumphant press conference in response. What was he facing a jail term for? The for the Karasovic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The assault. Yeah. The assault. I've just realised I said Tony Pulis. It was actually Holloway. My wife. Oh, yeah. No. My so wife's he was, got a lot more he was asked. Yeah, he was asked if um, he, 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 there was something about him having a man crush on Harry, Harry Redknapp. Redknapp. Yeah. And he right. took a bit of offence to it. it was, it's it's very entertaining. <laughs> he was great, Ian Holloway. Yeah, he sort of miss him in the Premier League. Yeah, really. I know. He probably saying something like, oh no, do like man love, not about that, man on man, not into that. My <laughs> wife's got a bit more about her. <laughs> <laughs> He's good value in Holloway. Yeah. He's uh, made better value, I think, by his occasional appearances on uh, fellow football podcast Athletico Mints when he uh, yeah when he strikes up on that. Uh, mm. Bob Mortimer does very good. Um, Ian Holloway. Yeah, you're right though. It's the characters. It's the slightly unpredictable nature, isn't it? Yeah, and that I I, I touched on it earlier with Kosovo's manager um, Bernard Chawans, I believe is his name. I don't know if any of you saw that, um, but um, yeah, he was. Brilliant, like wild-eyed and just <laughs> flies off the handle. Aggressive man. Really aggressive, but passionate and just quite surreal. And I don't know if you saw, I think it was during the England game, I think it was the fourth goal England scored maybe, and he was in the tunnel kicking things around, complaining that it was offside. And then the cameras were following him. And as he clocked the camera, he just started laughing. <laughs> just, <laughs> That's from, nice. From like a moment yeah. of rage, just to like, oh, there's a camera on me, I'll have a little gear. <laughs> so it's obviously quite an entertaining character. Yeah, oh, he's Swiss, isn't he? Is he and Swiss? Right. I think he's Swiss. And then the Kosovo national side, I think, I might be wrong, so do correct me, listeners, they only were registered by FIFA in 2016. Right. So they're an incredibly new footballing nation, not through... I think they've tried to be registered plenty of times before and then the, the kind of who's who list of who could have played for them over the last 15 years is pretty incredible. But it's nice to see a new nation. They've gone from a disastrous World Cup qualifying through to this, well, they're second, aren't they, in the group and, yeah. and looking great and had a really good um, Nations League as well. Shall I play a little blast of him? Go on, yeah, let's hear it. Critical pressing in a 
crazy game. It's go, Winter, go, 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 go. It's it's not tactic. Perhaps it's not right, the right run. But it's only here. I will. I will. Uh, I want to 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 win the ball. He's one about Man City as well. About how much he loves their players and confesses to being a Man City fan as well. Oh, I didn't see that. bizarre before playing. <laughs> yeah, he's very interesting. And sorry, we, we didn't get any of your uh, Cantonarisms from you, Rich. Cantonarisms? Yes. Oh, Do you want any? Uh, no, we had the Seagull Follow the Trawler, and, um, which is, that's the classic, isn't yeah. it? And, and that was one of the shortest press conferences of all time. Really, three sentences, thank you, and exit. Perfect. Bye. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. There was I, one one thing I read about an a NFL player, I think, who in my research he basically sort of had had to do a press conference over sort of five minutes, and so every question he answered twenty nine questions with "I'm only here because I have to be." Oh, oh awful! And every single question. And then at four minutes fifty one, which he timed on his uh, phone, he stood up and walked out. Wow! So I guess it took nine seconds for him to leave. He was yeah. What is the point? I mean, really, I had nothing to anything. I had I had one um, I found from an uh, old favourite, uh, Giovanni Trapattoni. Um, I'm not sure you guys saw this one. He was in charge of Bayern Munich in 1998. Um, and they lost 1-0 to Schalke. And he gave a really impassioned um, and completely bizarre conference in German. Although, as an Italian, he's German was not fantastic. So it's quite a sort of crude and bizarre translation. So if you'll indulge me, I'll try and play it and translate for you. Let's see how this goes. A coach an idiot. A coach show. See what happened in the fields. And these players, two or three of these, were weak like a bottle empty. These players complain more than play. Strunz is two years here. He never plays. He's always injured. What dare Strunz? <laughs> Rolled into a little bit of Roy Keane there as well. Uh, but um, yeah, so yeah, he uh, yeah, very angry. It's slightly uh, mistranslated. Anger's always good in the press conference. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I think see so. a manager slightly lose it. And, yeah, and flip. Because they've become a little bit media trained and monotonous, don't they? Sometimes. I mean, well, you had the Kevin Keegan. Key, yeah, your, Keegan. Um, yeah. Was there was amazing. the Julio one yeah. when he was getting very annoyed at something Ferguson had said back in 2009. I saw that clip. That was he very He was like, these are the facts. I did this. I did this. Alex Ferguson gets away with everything. Oh, He's, the, he says, complains the most and gets away with everything. Really goes for him. Yeah, yeah. you had the Wenger, um, Mourinho, uh, Voya, Dossier um, thing. And Benitez and Mourinho had a spat, didn't they, as well? Where mm. didn't Was it Benitez compiled a dossier on Mourinho or something? Yeah. I just remember that. But it's, um, I don't know if it's a, oh, I think we mentioned it before, I don't know if it's a Premier League rule or or a foot professional football press conference rule, but uh, you know, as a rule, you the journalists have to ask if there's any injury updates is the first question. Oh, I didn't know that. That's the standard Premier League thing, or, oh, right. or, or English football thing. Yeah, that's that's the one question they always know they're gonna. I guess maybe it's to let them settle, or I don't know, just to be ready for that. You know, there's no curveballs right from the beginning. But um, uh, on the worst, speaking of curveballs, you touched on it on, it, on your mega mix, Will. It was, for me, it was the Nigel Pearson 
Oh yeah, April two thousand and fifteen. You were an ostrich. Yeah. So they <laughs> I, so they just lost three one to Chelsea. He'd had a bit of a rough start to the season. I think his son had got into a bit of mischief in Thailand. Hadn't he? he was in the squad at the time. Oh yeah. Um, pre season and. Ian, the journalist Ian Baker asked him to expand on something he said previously about players having to deal with criticism and that's when the ostrich rant came up which was I mean we should play a little bit of it well Ian have you been on holiday for six months have you have you been away for six months I'm not quite sure what well I think you must have been either um, head in the clouds away on holiday or reporting on a different team? Because if you don't know that the answer to that question, I think your question is absolutely... Um, unbelievable, the fact that you do not understand where I'm coming from. If you don't know the answer to that question, and I think you're, you you are, you are an ostrich. I mean, he properly lost it that season. I think it was the same season he, he got held that season, didn't he? I think so. And he held Jimmy MacArthur by the throat on the sideline. Oh, yeah. They mm. fell over near him. And yeah, he told a fan to uh, codswallop off and die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nigel was like, yeah. Has he popped up since? No. Not that I know of, no. Oh, Nigel. I mean, oh, you know Strange man. Yeah. What about you? Well, do you have a? Did you have a worst? Or was it all about the mix? It's all, all the mix. Yeah, I don't need. I don't need one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've got one single. They're all, all in there. I had. Um, I don't know if you saw. Um, Louis Van Hull was probably more famous for his press conferences at United than his results or the way of playing. Yeah. But um, he had. Uh, he wasn't great with names. So. Um, during their pre-season, uh, when they were on a tour of the USA, um, featuring in the International Champions Cup, he was talking about um, standout players to the club, and he just named uh, Mr. Smalling as his captain, but referred to him as Mike. <laughs> I should probably play it, actually. Uh, but the best thing is, he then did it again uh, before a Champions League game uh, against CSK in Moscow. Call him Mike, just bizarrely. I'll play it quickly. I think he is a great captain, uh, better than I uh, had expected, and uh, I, he is fully accepted by the players, and that's also very important because I can choose, but the players decide. That's my my philosophy. The players have to uh, accept. The captains and and uh, the first captain is uh, uh, Wayne Rooney and the second uh, captain uh, is Michael Carrick. And uh, last year the third captain was Mr. Mike Smalling. Chris, could I? Oh, Chris, sorry. <laughs> Maybe even better by the fact that uh, Chris Smalling was sat next to him at the time. <laughs> Mike Smalling. Mike Smalling. <laughs> The players can choose, but I decide. Yeah. Like, oh, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's a lunatic, Van Hal. Mike Smalling sounds like he works in middle management, doesn't he? Yeah, sort of very yeah, yeah. Mike Smalling. I've got, I've got a problem with weirdly, weirdly, Chris Smalling doesn't, but Mike Smalling does. <laughs> Mike Smalling's first piece of advice is, has you uh, tried restarting your machine, hasn't it? <laughs> who, who do you think might be in for a meltdown this season? Of the Premier Ooh, League good manager? question. Because I, I feel like Pochettino's been... Yeah, start of season, he wasn't far off. I 
think Emery probably at some point could break. Being that would be good. Every week he's just, he's getting away with a bit because yeah. the, the language is not super fluent and it's just the same mistakes repeating over and over again. So the same questions. Yeah. He could definitely be for a meltdown at some point. Chris Wilder, I can see him kicking off at some point. Yeah. He doesn't be around the bush, does he? So I can see if, if things start going a bit pear shaped at Sheffield United, I can yeah. see him being yeah, quite angry possible. in an entertaining way though. Yeah. Rate him. And weirdly, Brendan Rogers, you can imagine doing a bit of a Nigel Pearson <laughs> through gritted teeth. Yeah, the Leicester kind Leicester, of like Leicester, City. Leicester. Leicester City are a great team. <laughs> and if you don't believe that, they do an ostrich. <laughs> That's very good. Oh, Brendan. Get in touch on FF Hangover on Twitter. And on Fantasy Football Hangover on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening. So kicking us off, we had a tweet from, I'm not going to say the full name, but Gus, who uh, has let us know that from 2020, PSG fans will be able to get delivery orders straight to their seats. Whoa. So yeah, PS, Paris Saint-Germain have signed a deal with Deliveroo until uh, until 2022, I think. Um, so the question is... What takeaway would you get to your seat? That's insane. Ooh. I assume pre-half-time, or not, maybe not half-time, pre- and post-match? Yeah, I guess. They can't be coming in all the time. That's insane if they are. Maybe what they would you are get? kind of Americanization of sport. Maybe you do get your little McDonald's table. You can't, yeah. I mean, there's limits to what you can have. It's got to be a burger or a hot dog or pizza, really, because you're not going to have an Indian, are you? <laughs> yeah, go and fish curry. Yeah, it's just kind of like yeah, a hosting yeah. duck wrap. What would you get? Wow, that's a really good question. I think I'd get um, pizza. I'd go for. I think that's you? yeah. I think I'd easy go. to eat. You can still concentrate on the match. You're not using a knife and fork. Yeah, I'd go a Leon Korean chicken burger with those little sort of round fries they do. Oh, the, cur- the curly Ooh, fries. Yeah, they're like, curly yeah. fries. Good shout, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, I'm a vegetarian, so this is all just less fun for me. But um, <laughs> I mean, a, d- a really decent falafel wrap. Lettuce. Just a lettuce. Maybe just an iceberg. Yeah. I could eat it like an apple. Yeah, that would be nice. I forget, it's a sports game, I forget. I think it's in America, perhaps because it's an American sport. Um, and there's a couple sat in front of someone who's filming it and there's a, a girl eating a red pepper like it's an apple. Ah. <laughs> the whole thing, just that massive bites every time. Wow. And, and, yeah. Did she decor it? I mean, taking out the pips because the seeds yeah, are not she was, nice. Yeah, yeah, the pith as well, bitter. Mm. She was really enjoying that. Wow. That's an obscure food to eat like an apple, isn't it? It yeah. is, yeah. Maybe she was sat next to Paul McKenna and he hypnotised her. <laughs> I, I, I looked into this deal further, the um, uh, the Deliveroo deal. Yeah. Com- confusingly, in 2020 as well, in Ligue 1 in France, so the same league that Paris Saint-Germain play in, uh, provided they don't get relegated this season, um, the ball... Keep your voice down. <laughs> All right, Rich. Sorry, guys. Uh, the match away. ball will be delivered onto the pitch by an Uber Eats driver. No. So Deliveroo are going to be able to deliver food from where to where to Paris Saint Germain. No, but an Uber <laughs> Eats are going to be delivering the ball onto the pitch at the beginning of every match as part of this. That's just bonkers. I, I'm That's assuming so not on a motorbike. Yeah. <laughs> like ripping up the pitch. Yeah. 
Well, how, or a push bike, maybe. Uh, it must be. But a, I mean, it, in a wheelbarrow. On the back of the Uber Eats kind of packaging. <laughs> that's just all wrong. Oh, that's it? horrible. But yeah. confusing. Are Paris Saint Germain going to allow that? Because if you've got Deliveroo and Uber Eats in the same place, it's. Yeah, maybe you've got one like official stadium delivery partner and one official team delivery partner. Yeah. Is that a commercialization to the max? No, it's very confusing. And then Amazon Prime. If there's a ball goes over the terraces, Amazon Prime. They deliver a new one yeah. by a drone. Yeah, they <laughs> sweep in. The future that's, of the beautiful game. That sounds oh. like a wind-up. It does sound I a mean, little far-fetched. I mean, maybe, sure, you'd hope not for TV. Maybe if you're there, you know, an Uber Eats cyclist, if they exist, whizzes around the kind of, you know, off the pitch on the touchline. And delivers the ball, and no one's really looking or giving a shit. But they get them they're giving a, a hoot. Sorry. <laughs> uh, they, they get their money. Frank, sorry, Frank. Um, yeah, that seems slightly absurd, but that is good. Um, did you have any correspondence, Rich? Or uh, yeah, I did actually. Yeah, yeah. MC Stuero got in touch um, on last week's theme about initiation songs, mm. and he said, "How could we possibly leave out um, John Bostock's?" initiation song at Marseille when oh Toulouse rather when he joined there um he did an incredible rendition of Billie Jean we'll pop it out on our socials but we watched it before and it's it's pretty impressive isn't it it's good I mean he does all the moves as well yeah I mean I look John Bostock's doing very well at Forest we I mean we talked about him oh, in did. one of our pre-season yeah. episodes Bostock! And look, yeah, he's been playing. He's he's good. He came on against Charlton in the game I saw. Like, yeah, he's been doing well. Still only twenty seven, I think, or twenty six, seventeen, something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Still a, 17. a wonder kid. You know what I mean? Okay, so, Will, did you have any more correspondence we can share? Yeah, I got left them downstairs. Downstairs. <laughs> Come back upstairs and tell us. Just left them downstairs. Hold on. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, I'm back up. Okay, so Ed doesn't have a surname, has asked if we recommend saving our chips till the end of the season. I'm not the person to ask about this. Oh, no, the hitman Nichols is not. I've, I've done this in previous seasons thinking I'm clever and it doesn't always work. You like a treat, don't you? Yeah, I, like, look yeah, forward I, to I a... think I save bench boost for the last game of the season Yeah, in case I'm still in the mix. But I just think if you feel it, just go for it. Yeah, yeah I, that's, I, I, I always trust my gut. Yeah, when it, when it works, it feels great. And but you maybe want a couple pre-season or at least one, excluding the January wild card. I'd say you want yeah. one. It depends on those save. double game weeks come though, doesn't it? Because if you can triple captain across triple two games, captain on double game weeks always it's is. always spreading the risk. But it doesn't always work, does it? Because no you have rotation, and particularly and with that. City players. Gary ends, as we know last season. Triple captain Luke, Luke Shaw, Shaw, first game of the season, big move. Luke Shaw scored and he. You know, no regrets, but um, I know. no looking back. I reckon from, from one, one on your wild card from January onwards is the bare minimum, in my opinion. Don't yeah. think. No, I think that's pretty solid, that actually. Yeah, I agree. And then um, another one is uh, coming from Karim Mohammed, who has asked who we think would make the best goalie: Raheem Sterling or <laughs> David Silva. Ooh, Littlands. Uh, for me, I, 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 obviously, I've had this question in advance, so I've had a lot of time to think about it. I think Sterling, he's got more pace. I was thinking Silva. I'm thinking Silva purely because he's near the end of his career. He's got less to lose, so he'll be diving at players' feet and going up to punch corners away. 
Yeah, Sterling's a... Because they always say goalies are kind of weird, a weird breed, aren't they? Because you have to be a bit mad and completely... Do you feel like if Sterling's more flexible, though, I think he could kind of really throw himself at stuff? Sterling's quite a handsome, well-groomed man. I mean, not that Silva isn't, but... He's got lovely eyelashes. He might be worrying about that crack on the nose. Yeah. Cauliflower Too much to lose. Obviously, neither of them can overtake um, Man City's number one goalkeeper. Absolutely. Scott Carson. He's there to stay. Yeah. I think... Yeah, I mean, do you th- are we talking for the rest of their career or are we talking sort of short term if, if their keepers are all man, injured? Yeah, man sent off, I imagine. Yeah. And, I, I think when it comes to those two, we're definitely talking short term. Did you like playing in goal as a youngster? Oh, awful. Hated it. It was the worst thing. I used to dread it when you had to do... You used to play with your friends in the park yeah. and it, you would do uh, rush goalies. I didn't mind that. And you'd always do a rotation. I would always stay as far away from the goal <laughs> as I possibly could when it was my turn. Like hanging around the other. I hated I didn't mind goal. goalkeeper kicking about. I, I didn't like it competitively because it just felt like you were, it's just, the goal just felt massive. We played a lot on our, a tennis court at school so that was not the place for a goalie. Yeah. Oof, Let me tell no. you. No. It's great when you, you assimilate someone into your friendship group entirely based upon the preposition they like going in goal so you can always turn up in the park so yeah. from the knowledge that you don't have to go between the six it is they're lunatics it's the absolute worst when you don't have keeper gloves as well because it really stings when it's cold yeah. and you have to save you're like yeah. ah. <laughs> and I know I'm really late on this but I've only recently come to Netflix and started watching Sun Until I Die oh it's great and even that was quite I hadn't really considered he has that. gloves though yeah, yeah, they treat them to gloves. Just about. Despite the other cuts. At the start they, of the season. No, even that, like the number one goalkeeper, Scotty, their first choice keeper, and then the guy comes in from Belgium. Yeah. And you hadn't, oh, I, hadn't, yeah. I hadn't really considered that, you know, that kind of threat, and that there's no other position that really has that, because maybe you're a bit more flexible as an outfield player, like you could be a left wing back, but then you could be a left midfielder, whereas goalkeeper it's all or nothing isn't it yeah yeah i think them and the center forward if you're a, if you're a goal scoring center forward you are you're under threat if you stop scoring goals yeah and a goalkeeper is under threat if they start conceding too many aren't yeah. they really yeah. you know that's i'd say they're the two positions because as you say other players can kind of reposition themselves and stuff yeah. like that it's funny though like, i think when pep came into city he just immediately decided right joe hart's not for me he's gone mm. straight away what bravo but he did, I think he probably would have quite liked to have done the same with Aguero in some ways, but he was able to play his way back in. Yeah. I think you get more flexibility up front than in goal. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All rotation. So, Kareem, thank you for that question. Yeah, good yeah. question. Sparks. Thoughts and I have over. one last bit of correspondence, oh, yeah. unless you've got any uh, from... So, we had FPL Lad last week give us a bit of help and a, and a tip about shipping out your premium defenders. And uh, our friends at FPL Addicts, who are FPL underscore addicts on Instagram, worth a follow if you want regular tips and updates on your FPL world. And Matt from FPL Addicts gave us this little tip for Game Week 7. Hi, it's the FPL Addicts for Game Week 7. It's worth keeping an eye on Human Song. He has low ownership with less than 5% selected. He's classified as a midfielder but plays as a forward for Spurs. And with Southampton at home, there is potential for him to keep up his recent scoring form. Good lad. Thank you very much for that. Good tip. It Strong. also, yeah, emphasises, I, I tip Son in 1660. So basically, I am also an FPR addict. 
addicted. I actually had one other piece of correspondence I forgot to mention earlier, oh, yeah? just to chuck in. Uh, it's from uh, Miss T May. She said... Um, Theresa May? T May didn't, didn't oh. specify gender, gender or name. Uh, but uh, are we worried, uh, given the details of Operation Yellowhammer have been revealed, that there is going to be a shortage of Red Bull in Leicester? Oh, and, yes. Uh, Jamie Vardy's <laughs> going to be stockpiling. That's a very good point. No, I, I wonder. I think if you are based uh, up there, probably just get a few cans in. Yeah, it gets you like ratting in, is it in reserve. Yeah. Well. <laughs> you run out. You run out of Red Bull. Am I captain this week? Yeah. Yeah. Did I choose? Yeah. Am I captain this week? Yeah. Yeah. Did I choose? Captain tips for those that don't know. We did it last season, we're doing it again this season. The kids go versus the adults on choosing between a captain and vice captain for us to finally put to bed whether we have the wisdom with all the research or whether the kids know more by merely basing it on colour of shirt, colour of shirt, yeah. of face. nicest hair, um, friendliest face. So we have uh, an old friend slash foe of the show Richie Skidmore who complains of the lack of regional accents in our podcast so if it's difficult to understand we apologise Scott Carson sends in messages yeah, all the that's time true, yeah that's very true and he spoke to his five year old Sam Vincent for far too long uh, so long in fact that we haven't got time to recap on the scores so let me get playing his uh, in depth interview with Vincent in order to get his captain choice So, uh, hello, uh, what's your name? Vincent. Your name is Vincent, is it? And how old are you, Vincent? Five. You're five years old. And what is your favourite football team? Oh, that's a hard question, isn't Richard's it? Richard's a Chelsea. Liverpool fan. Is it Chelsea? Yeah. Now, we asked this question before and you said it was Chelsea. Have you changed your mind yet? <laughs> and Crystal Palace. And Crystal Palace, no, not Liverpool. Yes. Liverpool's now down to third. Is it, is it Chelsea number one, then... Crystal Palace, then Liverpool. Mm. Oh, Liverpool are even in it. Okay, Crystal Palace. You know, only really, really weird people support Crystal Palace. Strange people. Strange people. Anyway, let's get on with the. Uh... Pictures of the people. Yeah. Right. Okay. So we want. I want you to choose who to be the star man for for my team. So he is called Mohamed Salah, and he plays for which team? Liverpool. Okay, and do you like him? What's he look like? Does he look a nice guy? Okay. Mm. Do you like him? Uh, he looks very strange. <laughs> he looks very strange. Is it because of his hair? It's quite curly, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Not him. And, and Liverpool's manager is called uh, Jurgen Klopp. What do you think of him? Hmm, I like him. <laughs> okay. And then the next player is a guy called Harry Kane. And he's got a magic chin that scores goals with his magic chin. Look how big his chin is. It's quite big, isn't it? Mm, 
<laughs> Banter from my own self. That's good. I think I like him. You like him? Do you like the look of him? He's a nice man. Yeah, I like him. Um, and, and Tottenham are managed by a man called Maurizio Pochettino, and that's him. What do you think of him? No. Uh, like, like the picture of him? No. Uh, okay. So do you prefer <laughs> Mohamed Salah no. Liverpool? No. Oh, right. So a definitive decision, no. straight away. No. Or Harry, Ch- Harry Kane and his magic Harry chair? Yeah, his. Okay. So shall I make him the star man? And the Klopp. And, well, no, Klopp is, Klopp is the manager of... Of Liverpool. Yes, I like him. You like you like him, so you would like him to score. He hasn't scored for many years since he played for Mainz, but maybe maybe he'll come oh, out of time. I like him and him. Okay. They're my two. So if Jurgen Klopp could manage Tottenham, that'd be great. Okay. Thank you very much, Vincent. There you go. It's finally over. Oh gosh. Oh, sorry. Yeah. What's yeah, a star I... man? Captain. Oh, right. He has a star next to him. Star man. You know nothing about no, him. No, he, he doesn't have a star he next to him. No, what are you talking about? Star? So Jürgen, he definitely does. Jürgen Klopp used to work down the mines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. down the mines. Yeah, the mines. Yeah. So thank you for that, Richie. Went on a bit. We got your regional accent in there. Yeah, and Vincent, thank you. It must be quite odd as a five-year-old being shown photos <laughs> Do you of like this man? <laughs> Do you like this man? Would you let no. him into your bedroom at night? <laughs> Yeah, the problem is he was showing him topless photos of the men. Again, yeah. It's, I just love the kind of... Uh, no. no, not him. Just not, not him. And Harry Kane's chin was the winner. And good lad, Vincent, on having your second team as Palace as well. Up the Eagles. Yeah, and keep annoying your dad by not supporting Liverpool. Keep, keep that going. <laughs> until you're... I'm really fishing for that response, isn't he? Yeah. So fixture-wise, I mean, uh, Kane against Southampton is probably not a bad choice for young Vincent. Yeah, I think he's done all right, hasn't he? To be yeah. fair, it's uh, although Salah away at Sheffield United would have also been a good a good shout. Yeah, you can see a few goals there, can't you? Other fixtures, we have another claret and blue derby in Villa versus Burnley, Bournemouth West Ham. That's the Harry Harry Red, Harry Redknapp derby, as they call it. Uh, I mean, I sort of picked out Chelsea Brighton as my uh, my pick of the week. Yeah, yeah, because Brian looked good on the Potter, but you just feel like Chelsea are going to score against anyone. I just think I just think every Chelsea game is just going to have a lot of goals, so it's yeah. going to be fun. Completely agree. It's going to be a lot of fun. Graham Potter looks like a caretaker, <laughs> not a caretaker manager, like actually a caretaker. <laughs> I would imagine him in a big uh, beige coat, yeah, sort of lab coat material, yeah, yeah. and a broom, on his belt. yeah, and a broom, yeah. Um, and whistles a lot yeah and just generally a bit annoyed but also affable yeah probably yeah. got a few bald sweets in his pocket kind of yeah no not a pervert no, no, no. <laughs> not necessarily a pervert but <laughs> does like bald sweets yeah um, okay. Leicester that fixture looks good against home to Newcastle that's yeah that's the first fixture in my opinion oh really that's the isolated fixture on a Sunday match of the day I hate too. it it's always 1-0 or 0 <laughs> And uh, <laughs> Mark Chapman and whoever the pundits are have to really slog up getting half an hour worth of it'll, TV It'll be the B team, won't it? it yeah. it's, it's, it's Jermaine Jenis, for it, sure. It genuinely yeah. makes me feel quite uncomfortable. Yeah, that's a pretty rope. A 4.30 kick-off, Leicester versus Newcastle. Um, yeah. Ugh. No football it's update till 3.30pm on a Sunday. That's late, isn't it? Yeah, it's very strange. And, but then, of course, Manchester United... 
of Old Trafford fame versus Arsenal of Emirates. Yeah, yeah, that's big. Could be anything, can it? Don't pick any defenders for either side. Or goalkeepers. I yeah. Possibly midfielders or strikers either. I'd quick, rather I'd rather watch Chelsea Brighton. Quick pun, where are all the goals gonna be? Oh uh oh all the goals. Um <laughs> Crystal game. Palace versus Norwich. You go for that being a goal fest. Chelsea Brighton. Chelsea Chelsea. Chelsea Brighton. I'm gonna go Bournemouth West Ham. Oh yeah, good shout. Three two. To to Either, Either you um, tempted to go double Wilson. Uh, yeah, that's intriguing. Yeah. For no Wilson. Harry Callum combo. Yeah, both looking good. Yeah. No sign of Brooksy yet. The Wilson brothers, of course, famous for being the Beach Boys. Bear of the Week. Bear of the Week. Yes. Well, well we have some delightful beers. Rich, do you want to... Yeah, so so this week's beers are brought to us by Honest Bro, um, who've been friends of the show actually from the very beginning. So they've um, they've sent us a few beers, which we're very grateful for. We'll tell you our favourites in a moment. Will's uh, also <laughs> reading a novel. It's all fifty percent beer, fifty percent magazine, um, which maybe the photo can be uh, shared on socials. Yeah, we should get a photo of this. Which is pretty good. But absurd. It's a collab between Gypsy Hill and Vans, the um, skate shoe. I mean, I like Vans shoes and I like Gypsy Hill Brewery. So. Uh, it's a six percent, but it, it weirdly has a peelable label that peels off to reveal a novel. I mean, okay, I mean, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to read it all, but it's it's long. It's notes from the brewer. It's notes from Gypsy Hill. It's notes from Vans. This is literally a scroll that rolls yeah. out on the side of the can. I'm sort of into it, but I'm it's not, a good idea. Although I mean, the content in, might be light. I just... I don't know. Look, I've had a few, so I'm not going to bother reading it. You know yeah. what? It's a really good beer if you're going to a house party and you're worried that you're going to be sat in the corner <laughs> on your own for a while. That is very true. Yeah. You don't well, want to be sitting looking started. at your phone, looking desperate. Just get your peel the can off and start reading it. Get your beer novel out. Yeah. I'm sorry, I can't talk. I'm just reading my beer. <laughs> but well, thank you, Honest Brew. They, they, these have been excellent. Yeah, they've been totally. really good, and they've got a they've got a new membership scheme they're they're pushing at the moment, which they've given us a offer for. So, Honest Brew members, uh, you can join up by depositing ten pounds a month into their account, for which you can save up to fifteen percent on beers. Versus non-members, you get express delivery, uh, early access to new collaborations and additions, and a taste guarantee. So, if you don't like your beer, you don't pay for it; you send it back, which feels like a loophole. Just saying. But for all uh, <laughs> fancy football hangover fans, if you uh, sign up with the code FF Hangover, you'll get £10 free credit. So you can do a month for free. Why not? Life is for living. Thank so, you, how, how was your beer, Rob? What did you have? This was excellent. The uh, cloud water, ready to drink, soft and hazy. Really good. 4.2%. And a, an a unmistakable New Zealand hot varietal, Nelson Sauvignon. We've had some cloud water before, and I feel like that we've always enjoyed it. But I feel yeah. like we almost had an alcohol-free cloud water, did we? We had a, we had a um, well, low alcohol. Yeah, like a two point mm, something. That percent was it. Yeah, small yeah. beer, and it was delicious. Mm. Yeah, cloud water are great, actually. I've got the uh, Brew York Galaga American Pale Ale, which is four point seven percent. It's got a very uh, retro eighties kind of uh, Space Invader theme on it. Uh, it's really, really nice. Just uh, fruity without being too bitter. Very refreshing, easy drinking. Um, 
Yeah, really, really nice. And in a big can. Well, that was what I was just about to say. All Good of these man, cans yeah. are 440 mil. So Which it's like great. classic, proper, not like oh, these fashion beers nowadays. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like drinking in the 2000s or the Ooh, 90s. Again. Makes me yeah. feel smaller, though. Makes well, my hands feel smaller. Makes my <laughs> belly feel fuller. Yes. <laughs> so thanks for listening. We'll thank, good luck with Game Week 7. We'll be back next week, looking back on 7 and ahead to 8, all the usual bits. And we will see you then. Yeah. See you soon. There's a star <laughs> man waiting in the sky. podcast so he doesn't get crossed.